0: Good morning, welcome to Axios today. It's Tuesday, July 26th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's what you need to know today. Pope Francis makes a historic apology to the indigenous people of Canada. Plus, civilian defense training in Taiwan as tensions with China grow. But first, today's one big thing, the TikTokification of Facebook. Last week, Facebook's parent company, Meta, announced major changes to its app. Instead of the Facebook feed we're all used to with posts from friends and family, the app's going to look a lot more like TikTok. As Axios' managing editor for tech, Scott Rosenberg, writes, this marks the end of almost two decades of social networking as we knew it. So what comes next? Scott joins us now to answer that question. Hey. Hey there. So, Scott, this certainly isn't the end of social media, but it is the end of this version of social networking.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think of what we all know of as social networking, which is something that really came to prominence almost 20 years ago and has come to dominate the Internet, the things that your friends post, the things that your friends like, the things that your friends reshare, those are the things that are foremost in The feeds that Facebook and other social networking services provide. The whole premise of social networking is being discarded because the people whose videos and other kinds of content you're now going to be seeing are people that you actually, in most cases, have no relationship with. You don't know them. You don't know who they are. And Facebook has decided that you're going to like this stuff and you might like it. It might be a really fun, wonderful experience, but it's not what I think of as social networking.
0: So how is this new algorithm going to be different than the previous newsfeed algorithm that Facebook used to have?
1: That's a little hard to answer because Facebook is an opaque organization that doesn't tell you a lot about exactly how it's determining what posts you're seeing but I think the shortest answer to that is just to look at the source of the material what Facebook is now doing is following the lead of TikTok which has found this huge success by pursuing um, a model that they call and other companies now call a discovery engine and a discovery engine is an a, essentially a machine learning based or AI based algorithm a program that looks at what millions of users collectively are consuming and matches that with your profile and tries to show you a bunch of stuff. In in TikTok's case, it's all videos that you will want to sit around for and want to consume more of. And um, Facebook is transforming its home screen to more of that model. It's not completely eliminating the posts from your friends and family, but they're going to be mixed in there with videos from people you've never heard of.
0: And that's been really the success of TikTok for people who aren't familiar with it. That's how sticky it is, right? It kind of sucks you into the app because it's showing you things that they think you're going to be interested in.
1: Absolutely. And it's the first social application really since probably Instagram and Snap that has actively challenged Facebook. Youth is always in the vanguard, right? And so the fact that TikTok has such a greater mind share among young users is particularly of concern to Facebook.
0: Access is managing editor for tech, Scott Rosenberg. Thanks, Scott.
1: Thank you so much.
0: In a moment, fears of invasion in Taiwan. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Budu. Tensions between China and Taiwan are continuing to escalate ahead of a potential visit to the island from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Chinese Foreign Ministry said Beijing would take, quote, forceful measures if the visit occurs and said that a military response was possible. China has already more than doubled its incursions into airspace near Taiwan over the past year. And after Russia invaded Ukraine, many in Taiwan say they're concerned about something similar happening to their country. Axios's Bethany Allen Ibrahimian has recently relocated to Taiwan and participated in one of the many civilian defense training
2: sessions that are currently taking place there. Civil defense training teaches regular civilians how to help each other survive a crisis, whether that is bombing, invasion, a natural disaster like an earthquake or a typhoon. It helps provide skills and training for things like packing a wound, putting on a tourniquet, or even lifting a concrete block off of someone who is lying underneath it. So that is what we learned on Saturday with an organization called Forward Alliance. That's a national security and defense think tank in Taiwan. They started holding these sessions this year. Originally, they planned to launch in August, but after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Demand for civil defense trainings in Taiwan skyrocketed, and they had more than a 1,000 people on the waiting list. And people are telling me that they're signing up because they're worried about Taiwan's future and about what China might do.
0: Here's one participant Bethany spoke with, a young Taiwanese woman named Pei Jin.
2: I think the Russian war had a deep effect on some Taiwanese people. Before the war, people I talked to thought that if the Chinese Communist Party attacked us, we would just have to surrender. But after the war, I noticed this thinking changed. Now, the Group Forward Alliance
0: is holding civilian defense trainings for 500 to 600 people every month. Thanks to Bethany Allen-Ibrahimian for this reporting. She covers China for Axios from Taiwan. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians
1: against the indigenous peoples.
0: That was Pope Francis through a translator yesterday in Canada at the site of a former residential school for indigenous children in Alberta. The trip to the home of four Cree nations was the first in a week-long penitential visit to Canada. I ask forgiveness in
2: particular for the ways in which many members of the church and of religious communities cooperated, not least through their indifference in projects of cultural destruction and forced assimilation
0: The Canadian government called the government-funded Christian schools, which existed for about a century, a form of cultural genocide. More than 150,000 Indigenous children were forcibly removed from their homes to attend these schools. Mass graves have been found at some of them, where children were starved, beaten, and sexually abused. Cree chief Wilton Littlechild, who's a survivor of the residential school system and now the commissioner of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in Canada, Introduced Pope Francis and called for healing beyond yesterday's ceremony. We sincerely hope that our encounter this morning and the words you share with us will echo the true healing and real hope throughout many generations to come. Kitatam hin, Your Holiness. Tawal, welcome to our land. The ceremony ended with traditional indigenous singer Jerry Saddleback singing in Cree.
2: And
0: that's it for us today. You can always text me at 202-918-4893. I'm Nyla Budu. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And I'll be back here with you tomorrow morning.